Buenos dias, senoritas. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Oh, look at all the people. And welcome to the Animusings podcast. Hey, Kayla, mi amiga. Pay attention, it's show time. I don't know this thing. So it is. And what darling people I have listening to our show? <laughs> beer and then beer. No, I'm not doing. I'm telling you what your, your line is. Say <laughs> know this better than I do. <laughs> Maybe I should have called on Say first. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the End Musings podcast. I am your host, Kayla Berry, and uh, the bird brain next to me is David King. I thought I was Wally Bogue for a second there, but okay. <laughs> and uh, tonight we have a special guest with us. Uh, he is part of our sister podcast, uh, Darkly Lit. Well, maybe not a sister podcast. Well, associate podcast. Well, we're something. We're something. We're, we're, there's some familial connection there. <laughs> uh, and also the uh, the host of the uh, Darkly Lit podcast, uh, we have Jesse Rays, a.k.a. Sade. Son of a gun, it's a pleasure to be amusing with you guys. Hey. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, now, why did I choose to open this as a talking parrot? You may be asking yourselves, you astute ooh, ooh, listeners ooh, ooh. out there. Well, <laughs> we are uh, discussing Three Caballeros, continuing on our journey of Latin America. And uh, Walt Disney's Goodwill Tour. And package films. We are at the only at the very beginning of the six package films. Well, there, this is the second out of six. Still at the beginning in my <laughs> mind, because there's quite a few of them. Um, excuse me. Yes, there, there is quite a few. Yeah, and... but we are uh, dedicated to covering everything. We just... Uh, it, we just had a bonus episode where we talked about uh, victory through air power, which was okay. But now <laughs> it was boring. Not like this movie. This movie is very entertaining and a lot of fun. Um. So want to hit us with some some history of the film before we talk about how we what our general thoughts are. I mean, there's not much to say because it's connected to the same history that uh, Saludos Amigos has. Uh, this one came out in 1944, and not only that, um... When in 1944? December. Ooh, hey, isn't there a Christmas segment in this movie, too? <laughs> Merry Christmas! Happy holidays! Well, get it. Very brief Christmas segment. But at least it's something. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we can tie it in with the fact that this is December. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, now... There's some other couple details uh, that I'll bring up, but I feel it should be mentioned at the end rather than at the beginning of this. Well, this is still, again, this is still building off of the fact that uh, from in Saludos Amigos, this is still kind of working out everything Walt gathered from his Goodwill tour, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, it also, in a weird way, it's kind of the first Disney sequel, isn't it? Think about I, it. The, know, the events of Saludos Amigos still kind of happened because... Oh, yeah, uh, because... Uh, <laughs> that freaking bird. What, what is that bird's deal? Like... 
I rude. I, I really don't understand you. So you heard it too. I heard it too. That was super annoying. I yeah. have thoughts about that bird that I'll discuss later in this podcast. I I, I will assure you. Yeah. What were we even talking about before the before it showed but up? Last and... I heard was something about Donald and Jose. Oh yeah. So oh, that uh, Sludos Amigos is a sequel. Well, I, okay, I'm saying technically speaking, this is a sequel because it's, I mean, not only is it a product of the same trip, but Donald and Jose know each other, and um, and Donald has returned from his excursion to Latin America where he realizes, hey, he's really popular over there, uh, Pato Donald. <laughs> but also, uh, I mean, the story begins that he, it's his birthday and he receives presents from all of his friends from Latin America. So, and, and in the Saludos Amigos, Donald went on a trip to all of these countries in the Latin America. I mean... That's true. He was in Peru. He was in... Uh, well, he was at least in Peru and Brazil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the first time venturing to Mexico that we get to see. Right. Um, well, you Can must I have... also ask, actually, really quick? Yeah. On that card, it says Donald's birthday is Friday the 13th. That's right. Okay. But, like, officially, isn't it, like, June 9th? It is. I wanted to bring this up because it's actually officially June 9th, but it says Friday the 13th. So I'm here's what my thought is, that it's June 13th there, but they sent it to him on, so it gets, it got, it got to him on June 13th, but his birthday is June 9th. So it's not... Really, his birthday? I, I I need to. I need some justification here. <laughs> this is intense. maybe Jose just didn't know the right date. There you go. <clears throat> well, a combination of Jose and uh, and Panchito. Yeah. Um. Or or maybe maybe it was that really annoying Araquan bird. The Araquan oh, bird. God. Yeah, he just doesn't know when to quit. Okay, we let's let's start at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the very beginning. Well, well, first of all, I want to establish, since we've kind of talked a little bit, there's not too much in-depth with the history of this, although I do want to know, um, we might talk about how that was critically received by the end of it. But, yeah, I want to discuss the film before we discuss how it was critically acclaimed or what reviews it got and such. Well, I'm going to be honest right now. I I don't really remember this film. Uh, I had seen bits and pieces of it that I remember from my childhood. Uh I had a copy of those uh, Disney sing-along songs as a kid, and they had the Three Caballeros song from the movie on there. So that was the most I was exposed to it for a long time. And then um, I remember the song about uh, this whole song segment for uh, Bahia. And, but that's about it. Those are the main parts of the... Oh, and the, the Araquan bird. I remember the Araquan bird. See, I... But that's all I really remember because they were used elsewhere, I think. It was the opposite with me, because I grew up watching this film. We owned the VHS of it, and I loved watching it, and I would watch it more because I knew my sister hated it. Really? My, my <laughs> sister absolutely hated this film. She's like, this is awful. I don't understand. So I kept watching it more just to annoy her. <laughs> you got your priorities straight, yep. I approve. <laughs> what about you, Sade? What's your connection with this film? All right, well... The reason I'm here is because I love Panchito and on Jose so much, but I have to confess that I had not seen Three Caballeros until last night. Oh, really? <laughs> well, we, um, we were originally going to have you on for Saludos Amigos. Yes. 
had had you seen Saludos Amigos before? I hadn't seen that either. So, <laughs> what it was actually kind of funny though, um, I had seen that short in the beginning of Saludos Amigos, or not eh, somewhere in the beginning, the one with Goofy. That yes. I had seen somewhere, and with Three Caballeros, the the short with Pablo the Penguin, I had definitely seen as a kid, and I do remember the the Araquan bird. Um, I think because he was in other Donald Duck cartoons, I think I'd seen him there. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I actually hadn't seen maybe just clips here and there of the rest of uh, Three Caballeros. So for me, this was actually kind of interesting because I was already, I kind of was watching it for the first time, already really in love with Jose and Panchito. Mm-hmm. So, so it was interesting for me, but I, I really enjoyed watching this. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Because um, like I said, this is, this is a lot of first time exposure for me in a way. And um, I thoroughly like, I, I enjoyed Saludos Amigos, but I think I enjoyed this, uh, this one more. Almost, mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a better, overall a better film. I have my complaints, uh, I have my criticisms, but I think it's it's, it's the stronger of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, maybe that's because of maybe it builds off of what Saludos Amigos already did well, but it's just in terms of quality, I think it's a better film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, but another reason, said I hope you don't mind us saying this, uh, that I wanted to get your perspective is that you are Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, your family's from there. You've been there many times. And I kind of want to get your perspective from that sort of point of view mm-hmm. with this film. Well, I've never been to Brazil. <laughs> I've never been to Bahia, but I can definitely like uh, as we get through it, I can definitely make some comments on like uh, the the parts with Panchito. There were certain scenes that that were really interesting to me because I could resonate with it. Like certain things of it stood out to me because of my heritage and my experiences that I've had in Mexico. Fantastic. Plus, plus part of the reason I wanted to invite you on because I know how much you love uh, Jose and Panchito. So. <laughs> Oh my god, I do. <laughs> oh my god, los amo. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this, it starts off pretty strong. And one of the things I liked is in the opening credit sequence, sequence you can see that the illustrations are very clearly uh, Mary Blair. Yes, I had yeah. that same thought. Where I was like, oh, I love these colors and these illustrations. They're so Mary Blair. And then you see her name as art supervisor, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Love that woman. <laughs> she's she's amazing. For those of you who aren't in the know, and again, if you're on a Disney podcast and you're listening to us this in depth, I'd be surprised if you didn't. Mary Blair is, I think, most well known for her work on the It's a Small World attraction. Um, I, I think, or I think that's the most. Uh, yeah, I would say that's her most well known because mm-hmm. if you, if you know what the style of It's a Small World is, like, just imagine those dolls in cartoon format, and that's what you would get for Mary Blair. It, the, the, the colors and the lines and the way the, the round shapes, like mm-hmm. it's very, it's very her. So it was very cool to see that right at the very beginning. Um, but then uh, I mean, there's a few other familiar names in the credits. Like we, we look at the credits every time we don't really talk about them, but I saw a few familiar names pop up. Yale Gracie, um, uh, Herb Ryman, you know, people like that. The nine old men, the nine old men are all involved in this one. Um, and also we have some interesting guest, uh, guest, uh, characters in this one, guest, guest stars, but we'll get to that, uh, when they actually show up because this film does something technically that hadn't really been done 
No, that's right. You're right. In, uh, yeah. And but we we will we will get to that in due course. But yeah, let's it's Donald's birthday, Friday the thirteenth. Specifically Friday the thirteenth. And um is that not the most fitting day for Donald's birthday? Because I mean who gets stuck with all the bad luck? No one but Donald. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Donald. <laughs> that's why I was like, wait, so is his birthday really Friday the thirteenth? And I looked it up. It's not, but no. Oh well. Like I said, I, I'm just gonna assume they got it wrong. Headcanon. Maybe that's why. Maybe they just assumed it was because you know stuff always does go wrong for Donald. Yeah. Well, in this case, they uh, wanted to make his Friday the Thirteenth better. His friends from I Latin America. If anyone's birthday is Friday the Thirteenth, though. Maybe it should be Goofy. <laughs> yeah. Sense. Well, he's his birthday is May fifteenth. No, no. When is it's it's May twenty fifth? I'm sorry. Oh. Well, I mean. In 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 real life, yes, but in universe, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'll, we'll 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 celebrate Donald's creation on June 9th, but I'm gonna say his birthday is always perpetually Friday the 13th. Yes. Well, it's his unbirthday. Yeah. Oh, oh, his unbirthday. <laughs> We're celebrating his unbirthday. <laughs> oh, oh man, I can't wait till we get to Alice in Wonderland and I can really bust out the I can oh, really boy. bust out the impressions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be delightful, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'll I'll stop because Kayla is cringing over here. <laughs> it, it's not because of his voice; like his voice acting is bad. It's actually the thing is, it's so good. It's hard for me to look at him when he does the Mad Hatter. Like he almost, I was driving and he does the accent. I'm like, no, don't you dare! I'm and- gonna make you crash his car. <laughs> My Ed Wynn is that good? Um, but but um. Oh, by the way, Gracie might chime in on occasion, and I apologize for that. She's in a weird phase of her life at the moment, and uh, she just <laughs> wants to bark. She just wants to talk to people. So uh, the first gift uh, Donald opens is a projector. Which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. like a projector for my birthday. Get some home movies. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he um, he opens it and gets his first little film. A little trouble. He has a little trouble opening it, but he gets his first film. And it's, uh... Uh, it's, uh, Pablo the Penguin. But what was the title of the, the film before that? Oh, uh, it, it's Aves intru- Raves. Aves Rabbit? Si, senor. Rare birds. <laughs> oh, no, it's Strange Birds. Strange Birds, yeah. Strange, Strange Birds, says the narrator. And, uh, but, Donald, Donald is very fascinated with this, but isn't he a bird? But he's not a strange bird. He's strange to any any of the birds from South America. <laughs> but they, they keep saying, these are your cousins. <laughs> the narrator keeps saying. There's more birds than there are coffee beans in Colombia. Colombia, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but we immediately get to uh, Pablo. And the narrator is Sterling Holloway. It's our second Sterling Holloway voice. They introduce him as Professor Holloway. Which is really cute. Uh, Sterling Holloway, if you guys don't remember, uh, he was the voice of... Um... He was a strange bird in Dumbo. Yeah. He voiced the stork. <laughs> was that his first role? Yeah, that was his first Disney role. Oh. And then he will go on to play Ka, Winnie the Pooh, all those good The Cheshire things. Cat? Yes. <laughs> he, he He's becoming a uh, Disney staple. He certainly is. Um... You can already tell right at this point in the movie that the animation is animation quality has jumped up a little bit. I think mm-hmm. compared to the little Amigos, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I really love this short, uh, Pablo the Penguin. It's cute. It's really cute. It is adorable. Like, I, I want to make a little Pablo plush, plush for myself oh. with his, like, blue, like, sailor's jacket. Can you put a little candle on his bill? <gasps> yes. That's so, so cute. <laughs> so Pablo is a penguin who can't stand the, co- the cold. He... He's living in an igloo in in the South Pole with all of his. And apparently, the inspiration for this was the penguins that hang out in you know on the the you know the southernmost point parts of uh, South America. There are penguins that go. Oh that yeah, far. there are. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he didn't the, even remember that when I was watching. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I remember that from a like an animal special I saw when I was a kid. Like, wait, why are there mm-hmm. penguins on this like tropical beach? And apparently, penguins will will go that far and just hang out in the tropics with other people sometimes and just, you know, you get about to Cape Horn and there they are. Um, <laughs> but Pablo's can't deal with the cold. You see him warming himself by Smokey Joe. I love that. He, I love his that stove. he names his stove to Smokey Joe. <laughs> Sterling Holloway is great in this too. He's just very, his, his narration is very good. He sounds personally involved. <laughs> he really Pablo. does. He's, like very, he, he he's actually, very invested in Pablo. He's very he cares so much for his well-being. Yes. Um but Pablo sets out he's going to try and he wants to go he wants to go to the tropics. He wants to settle on an island somewhere. He's got all these posters. Yeah. So he tries to leave unsuccessfully. Somehow he gets flummoxed every time he tries to leave the village and there's the village, the village. <laughs> and there's these sad there's these sad penguins that are always waving him off like bye and it, bye Pablo and it get, it's like it gets smaller to two and then finally there's like one left they're so dreary <laughs> those last two penguins um it's pretty great um I noticed like they're very good at recovering his stuff because he almost loses Smokey Joe a couple times well he leaves Smokey Joe uh near at whoa no 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 because when uh he realizes oh I can just turn my igloo into a boat so he could bring Smokey Joe with him, but mm-hmm. then, but then, then we lose Smokey Joe. We don't even see it like sink; it's just gone. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And then, uh, by the end of it, he becomes haunted by the ghost of Smokey Joe. Ah, hi, 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 hi. Sorry, that's a that's a deep cut Cab Calloway reference. It's a good one. Believe it or not, a sequel to Minnie the Moocher. Um, but um. So yeah, he's sailing and uh, he gets. I love when he's. I love when he gets out to sea. It's that's when it starts. The sh- it's it, it is a short, but it gets really fun when he's just sailing and uh, the fog rolls in, literally like a carpet. And and then he actually uh, cuts it open with a mm-hmm. sword. I love that where he the way the narration goes like, and then the fog rolled in and it was so thick and it just kind of trails off there and you like finish it in your head that you could cut it with a knife and then you see Pablo cutting the the hole. I love that part. That part's great. Yeah, um, and again, it helps. Like I said, Sterling Holloway's impression or uh, voice is suits this whole mm-hmm. thing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he passes several locations on his way out. A little thundercloud shows up at one point. Just a little one. Just a, a little one. The one raindrop. <laughs> the part's cute. And then he he's sailing. He could have stopped anywhere along that coast, but he no, he wants to go to the Galapagos Islands. He wants to go hang out in the land of Darwin. And then in the end, uh, he's like sunbathing, and then he's like, you know, I kind of miss the South Pole. <laughs> it's so hot here. 
Um, I like when he gets to the equator and he actually bounces off of it, but then Neptune actually lifts it up for him and he goes through. <laughs> yeah, his poor ice boat sinks and he has to bathtub his way because he takes his bathtub with him. But yeah, it, it, it's cute. It ends in a nice way. And I just really like this short. It's overall just really cute and wholesome. Mm-hmm. Pablo's a, he never speaks. He's a likable character. He's one of those silent protagonists. Mm-hmm. And plus it's all about sailing. So I'm very fond of it. And then uh, after this little short, we actually continue into the, uh, um, we jump real... over the Andes. Yep. And yep. We, yep. We, we land in Peru in the Amazon. And we Can get... I say I love how the, like the camera like does kind of like jump over the mountains. Yeah. The, the camera technically does a lot of good. There's a lot of complicated multi-pane camera work in this. Yeah, there is. Like when it, yeah, like jumping, literally jumping over the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the rainforest, we get our birds. We get some fun little <laughs> bird vignettes. The toucan mm-hmm. can. The, oh. the toucans can't make love. <laughs> because their beaks keep colliding. <laughs> Oh, and then we get everyone's favorite character introduced. Nope. <sighs> no. So uh, let's talk no. about the Araquan bird. So the Araquan bird, <laughs> as we heard before, is annoying little. Okay, even as a kid, when I watched it, I oh maybe we shouldn't have talked. To- oh no, oh no, he's ah, ah, get out of here. Ah, ah. This time he didn't trip anything. Up. Okay, even as a kid, I hated this bird. I <laughs> no, you have no idea. Like as soon as he popped in the screen, I'm like. Oh, this devil. He's just so annoying and just like it, it, the mute like the sound he makes isn't that great. I mean, he doesn't even do that much in this one and I just uh, uh what do you, what do you think, Sade? Un pájaro muy raro y muy loco. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, uh, when he first shows up, it's like, okay, all right, weird Woody Woodpecker kind of thing, I guess, all right. But then later, when he interrupts Jose, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> you did not just interrupt my darling. Like, okay, then I was like, I hate you. You're on my <laughs> <now."> <laughs> you can die now. He steals his cigar, too. Although I find it, mm-hmm. I find it interesting. That... He, just wants, he just wants Jose to quit smoking. He's looking out for his health. <laughs> It does. It does get interesting that this bird sl- leaps out of the uh, reel, slides across like the light to shake Donald's finger. Mm-hmm. He's a very like to me. He's like Disney's equivalent of the Dodo from the Warner Brothers cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know, can break the fourth wall and do all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean. I don't know why they decided the Araquan bird was going to be the fourth wall breaker, but it's interesting. I'm going to be honest, he doesn't bother me that much. I kind I of like his little song when he's... Like, it, it's... I, okay, for like the little tiny like few seconds, it, it's cute. It's Okay, it's cute, I'll say that. But like if it were to go on and on and on... Because I looked up, I was like, what if he's supposed to be some kind of specific bird? So I tried to look that up. And he's not any kind of specific bird, but I was like, oh, look, here's a link to that song that lasts for, like, five minutes. I could not sit <laughs> through that five minutes. I would, like, pull my hair out. Could you imagine if there was a Disney ride where that no. was, oh, there was a God. section of the ride where you had to deal with the Araquan no. bird? No. I would never ride that ride. I, would... I am. 
If I can, I am tempted to like make it David's ringtone now, though. <laughs> oh, I will make willingly make it my ringtone. No, no. <laughs> I will willingly make it my I ringtone. I live with this guy. Don't do this to me. <laughs> but um. I mean, we don't have to tell. Here's the thing. I don't feel like the Araquan bird overstays his welcome. In fact, I thought it was going to be more Mimi. Like, I thought he was going to show up more often in the movie and doing mm-hmm. his bit. He only pops up really, like, three times. Yeah. This bit, the bit with Jose, and then the bit with the train that yeah. happens later. But we'll we'll get to those. But he doesn't overstay his welcome too long in this scene. He does his bit, and then he's gone. Right? Mm-hmm. If I remember this correctly. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, we start moving to other parts of of South America. We see some flamingos. Donald tries his best flamingo impression. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I Donald's having a blast, by the way. I love how Donald reacts to this reel. He's just enjoying it, and it's just adorable. Yeah. yeah Donald, is, uh, Donald is precious. Yeah. <laughs> I've always I, I said it in Saludos Amigos. I say it here. I've always liked Donald as a as a character. I do love Donald. Yeah, he's he's more he's more fun than Mickey in a lot of ways. Well, here's the thing. This like the first half, I adore him here. The last half, I'll, well, again when we get we'll there. get to that. We'll get to the <laughs> latter half with Donald. Uh, but then we get to uh the tale of. Little Gauchito and uh, Burrito. <gasps> this is adorable. <laughs> and I love the fact... It's funny because, like, the narrator for that one is uh, his older self. And his older self is so cruel to his younger self. He gets... His older self gets very sidetracked. Have you noticed this? Like, he's trying to do some of it in rhyme, and you can tell there's a rhyming scheme. But then he trails off and explains something else and then forgets the whole rhyming scheme. He's a very disjointed narrator and i really like that aspect of the short because it's like it feels like it should be like a a classic uh poetic edda almost as told by this this uh, gaucho but then it's he keeps getting distracted talking to little gauchito and also i like how educational it is too but in the most fun way like like it's showing the life of a young gaucho but then also uh, the festival he goes to and such. And it's like, this is really, a, it's like, it's fascinating, but it's also adorable too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is like, I, in terms of shorts, I think this is, I, it's not my favorite part of the film. Is it your favorite short in the film? The one that, I, one that actually tells a story, I should say. You know, yeah. Because, like, after that, there's not really many shorts, are there? Well, between that and Pablo the Penguin, I, I personally think Pablo the Penguin's my favorite, but I really yeah. like this one. Yeah. I like, think- I re- the, the Calchito one, it, it's super cute. I like it, but I do prefer the Pablo one. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of, like, what I imagined a short would be for uh, from a Goodwill tour of Disney, this is exactly what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Where Pablo the Penguin, yeah, it, it's definitely a better story, and it's better told. But in terms of like, oh yeah, that's I'm not really learning much here from supposedly a goodwill tour of Latin America. That's a good point. Yeah, we definitely learn more about like 
the cultural culture from the from this short, and we didn't really like learn anything even about like penguins with uh, Pablo's story. Yeah, but- Th- this feels like a nice little callback to Saludos Amigos, though, because we have this the short where Goofy becomes a gaucho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they explain how gauchos like work there, and it's like how to be a gaucho. But um, what's funny is I actually just remembered a little uh, tidbit I learned that further cements the idea that this is definitely uh, a sequel timeline-wise, to Saludos Amigos. And that is... Did you know... I noticed this uh, this little second time I viewed it. Uh, when Donald's first opening his gift, you actually hear, musically, in the background, they play the opening motif from Saludos Amigos. So you hear... Da, 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 I didn't da, notice da, that. Da, 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 when Donald's first opening his gifts. It's very it's very subtle. It's in the background. It's the same melody. That's Isn't that cool? cool. That is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, back to the the present. So, um, little little Gauchito goes up to the mountains and he goes hunting for Condorito. But <laughs> Condorito, but it says finds a <laughs> basically a uh, donkey with wings. He's so cute. Yep. It, it basically it's like a dog. You know, Disney does really cute donkeys in these earlier films. Think about. The donkeys from Pinocchio, which yeah. are, are sad and adorable, and then you think of the uh, Dionysus uh, or Bacchus's mouth from uh, remember yeah. the unicorn from Fantasia, and that thing. That to me, and he and Burrito are basically cousins. Yep. Mm. Burrito makes me think of uh, Pegasus, yeah. especially when he's like tweeting like a bird. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was great. I like all the all the stuff with him and. Little Gauchito are very is very good. They're 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 a cute pair, and they I like mm-hmm. their like little friendship that happens. Um, and they are like, and he explains that he wants to take uh, Burrito to the festival and put him in the race so he can win a thousand pesos. Which isn't that much, isn't? If it's enough. It's a lot. If you're, I guess, some... Well, oh, and also a time period, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. And also, um, for if you're a kid... Good point. Good point. And, uh, oh, fun fact. Another fun fact. In the uh, English versions of this, uh, it's Uruguay. But in the, in the South American releases of this, Latin American releases of this film, uh, it's Argentina that this is set in. Really? Yeah, they changed the location. Why they do that? I don't know. <laughs> I just happened to look this up. Apparently, they it's it's a small thing, but instead of it being set in Uruguay, it's set in Argentina. But they don't change this. They don't change any of the details or anything. They just narration wise say it's in Argentina instead. Oh yeah, because it's. I mean, I mean, both countries do have the gaucho. Um, maybe they wanted to show some love to Argentina, like they felt like Argentina should get some representation. Maybe in, that's possible. Either way, by proxy both countries get their to get a nod which is interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah they get into the race this part is very good and then uh they during the race <laughs> it's like you have to ride like a gaucho and he's just like trotting along sitting in the stirrups no, like a gaucho. and then they look all angry but he's still trotting. They're going at the same speed it's so cool. And then uh, he finally is like, oh, wait, yeah, you should fly. Finally releases his wings. Wins the race. And then they realize, that donkey has wings. He basically cheated. 
And what would happen to me and Burrito? Well, we were never seen again. I'm like, wait a minute. Are we talking to a ghost? And then that's the end of the reel. But are we talking to a ghost? Hold on. Kayla, say, is this, has this gaucho <laughs> who's been talking to us, has he been dead the whole time? Or did he get whisked off to the Andes to just live with uh, Burrito for the rest of his days? I like to think they found somewhere really nice. May- maybe they or maybe to maybe they well no that means they would have i was gonna say they entered more races but then that means they would have been seen again that's true well maybe they were never seen in uruguay slash argentina again mm-hmm. but what if they flew to the galapagos islands and just chilled <laughs> out with pablo i like this image just pablo gauchito and burrito chilling <laughs> on the galapagos islands yep maybe they'll run into darwin i don't know so donald the real ends uh and he realizes he's got to open his next gift because it's it's bumping and jiving and spitting out cigar smoke and there's samba yep. music coming out of it. <laughs> and I love this entrance. He opens a book about Brazil and... Jose Carioca. Jose Carioca. One of the most suave birds that I know. <laughs> that is a smooth dude. I yes. love him. He his intro is so great. I he is my favorite character. Yeah, mine too. He is he 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 comes out, he's so jolly, he's using his umbrella both as a guitar and a flute. And he's just he sees Donald and he's immediately just like, ah and he starts just, you know, well, they going got, out in Portuguese and it's just Well, aw. they actually got a Brazilian actor for this and he's speaking fluent Portuguese. Although <laughs> for some reason Donald has to say, Why Joe Carioca? Yes. Yes, uh, but he's still he's still calling him Joe. Yeah, he still calls him Joe. Uh, Even Donald, though every, Donald every other character in there calls him Jose, but then no, does anybody ever just call him Zay? No, like no one calls him for the familiar term for Jose. Because hmm. uh, if they if they go by a shortened name, they call him Joe, or at least Donald calls him Joe Carioca. In the credits, Once. he's also listed as Joe Carioca. Yeah, I, for, I think. Come on, I think Americans will. Once, uh... I'll forgive Donald. You know what, Donald? It's okay. I love you, Donald. Donald's a, but, oh, I mean, Donald's a Donald's a white duck. <laughs> wow! I can't. Oh, wow. He's trying. He's trying. But he he is a he's a, he is a gringo. So. Jeez. So then... El pato gringo. El pato gringo. El, el pato gringo. <laughs> uh, but can we? Uh, Jose is great. And then we get another entrance by Aquan the Bird. <laughs> oh, just when Jose is like, "Have you been to Bahia?" And he, this is, uh, he's really all of a sudden he's just really obsessed with Bahia. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bite. Go, oh, go ahead. That first, the first part of the song where he's just kind of like he's like reminiscing of Bahia, and you see the the beautiful landscapes as he's singing. It's just like. It's like really romantic. Like, oh, oh man, yeah. you can take me to Bahia. Yeah, I know. Oh well, no, no, no. I wanted to take a good chunk of time to talk about this section because this is my favorite part of all of Three well, Caballeros. It's personally. gorgeous. The I music, love this section. Mm. That I was just I was telling David while we were watching this that it's like this makes me want to slow dance and on the beach to this <laughs> mm-hmm. song. It is. It's Gorgeous. romantic. Oh, it's so yeah. romantic. And, yeah. And and Jose has a beautiful singing voice. 
Mm-hmm. And then when we like come back to Jose, he's like he's like darkly lit with like those warm like highlights too. It's like oh man, yeah. It is oh the animation on in that scene is drop dead gorgeous. It's so it is again. I like we said before this movie displays some beautiful multi pane camera work, and this is never truer to me than this whole scene about Bahia in the Twilight. Mm-hmm. It's just layer after layer after layer with a lot of complex movements and you've got the ocean in a lot of shots with sparkles on the water you go yeah. to a jungle lagoon where there's water droplets on flowers ah oh, there's just so much uh there's so much artistic like actual artistic like effort put into this scene mm-hmm. and it is my favorite scene in the movie because of that it's the music accompanies it so well it is everybody, I, yeah it's romantic it is yeah, probably the that's probably why this scene stuck with me even from when I was mm-hmm. cuz I saw it somewhere. I think it was on TV or something. And I only remember this bit. But that's because it was so beautiful. Although I find it funny that there's a song right after it and it's it's still a fun song but it's such a extreme contrast of Jose basically, "Have you been to Bahia, Donald?" And it goes <laughs> does a song about uh, well, let's go. Yep, and there's like four Jose's. By the way, fun fact: uh, they spelled Baia wrong. Oh, really? There should be an H in there. It's spelled B A I A, but there's B A H I A is how it's often more attributed. Like I can say, I know how Brazil is sometimes spelled with a Z or with an S, so it's Brasil, but. Um, it's interesting. I just I just looked it up, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that they there's a the the H there. But yeah, are we? But oh my well, god! Well, Disney also messed up Donald's birthday, so that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> but I really again, just, I I I don't want to. I mean. And what what else is there to say about this scene? It's just good. And I gotta hand it again to Jose uh, Oliveira. Oliveira? Uh, Olivia. Jose Car- Well, uh, the, the actor's name is Jose. Oh, okay. The, the, the voice actor okay. for Jose, is, who's also named Jose, uh, <laughs> is he just, his, his singing voice really helped sell it, too. So. Jose Carioca shrinks Donald because uh, this is he's still in this book, and that's how they travel to Bahia. He also explain he also shows that he's quite the magician because he can split himself into multiple people. Mm-hmm. That was kind of weird. That was weird. Again, he makes like, a good Chiquita lady. Well, though. later later on, he says uh, black magic. Jose is a freaking sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> so they go on a train. That- well, it's funny. What's have you been to Bahia, Donald? And Donald's finally like, have you been to Bahia? And the four Jose's look at each other and they all go, no. And Donald's like, let's go. <laughs> and, and then, then they, they get on the train. And then there's this horrible part where the Arrowcom bird screws everything up again because... This is the third time we've seen the Arrowcom bird. Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does, does it seem weird to you that he didn't show up more often than that, It though? did. I definitely thought... Like, since I hadn't seen the rest of it, I thought he would show up again and interrupt Panchito, too. And I was, I was surprised he didn't come up I'm again. So that was a little weird. I'm so glad he didn't. Honestly, I yeah. am so yeah. glad. I want to mention before we uh, dive completely into the train bit and then Bahia beyond that, uh, the song 
Uh, Bahia is actually based on another Brazilian song written by Ari Barroso. Barroso? Yeah. Barroso. I want to get the pronunciations right. Uh, who also wrote uh who also wrote the song from Oh uh, Saludos Amigos. Uh Aquarela do Brazil. The awesome song that I love so much. The because they use it in Brazil. Brazil. The movie by Terry Gilliam. Yes. So um they use but so they, they clearly had a had a fondness for this songwriter when doing these. Well these songs. he's talented. Oh obviously. yeah, no, the songs are great. Bahia is a beautiful song. So train, they go on the train. It's great, and this they had they go through this like black jungle, but with bright like the background is all black, but the the plants. It almost are looks all... like a like a chalkboard drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like, really liked that. The styles of this short or of this film are interesting. Like there's a variety mm-hmm. of different art styles, but they blend weirdly like strangely so seamlessly at least in the beginning again once we get to the end that'll be a horse of a different color oh my goodness okay <laughs> okay i i wanted i want to let i want to continue to hover around the, the parts i really enjoy so we get to the Bahia. pop-up book section of Bahia, and uh we actually are introduced to uh our first uh actor or actress like this is this is actually the I want to say the first film that seamlessly uh, has both cartoons and actors interacting with each other in the same space. Con- uh, yeah, the combination of live animation mm-hmm. and animation. Mm-hmm. And the, the actress they're interacting with is, her name is Aurora Miranda, and she's actually the younger sister of Carmen Miranda. So that's, that- a, that's a fun fact. The one who's uh, uh, dancer and uh, singer in her own right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's her name. Yeah, she plays Yaya. Yeah. She sells mm-hmm. cookies. <laughs> cookies, Donald. Cookie. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, Disney doesn't own the Muppets yet. <laughs> and then the song. Uh, this whole scene is just a lot of fun in terms of like it. It's a dancing and. They're following her. This is actually pretty impressive, the whole combination. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how they did it. And I think for some of the shots, do you think it's a, do you think it's uh, uh, <clears throat> Aurora in front of a, like a projection, like a rear projection with a cartoon? I think that sounds about sometimes right. Sometimes it is, but sometimes they're actually but animated think... in the foreground. What do you think? I think it's definitely a mix. Like, there's, I think, one scene when they're all walking towards the camera and, like, different men are, like, coming in. That, I think you could tell, was, like, just a projection and people were just walking in from the sides. But then other scenes, it was it was definitely much more complicated than that. Yeah. I really like the pop-up book aspect of this. Mm-hmm. It's very good. They turn pages and go to new scenes. Uh, what? Donald... Hmm? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. And Donald, uh, this is the start of his uh, horn doggery. Oh goodness! This is the part <laughs> of Donald I don't like. Then this part, it's not too bad. This is yeah, it's played for laughs, and he's he's just trying to get her attention. But like, and Jose mm-hmm. is is goading him very gently. But obviously, Ho- Jose is a suave parrot and doesn't need to be a tryhard like Donald. No, I do love how he helps Donald out too, especially when Donald starts getting jealous of the the other 
the other the male actor that comes in and like jose is like a good friend because he'll he'll not only like help you cover up the murder he's like supplying the murder <laughs> weapon Here, he gives donald that mallet yeah <laughs> that was that was one of those parts like whoa uh donald you can in your defense you can say you were just trying to crush the apples on his head because <laughs> he's got a big thing of apples on his head applesauce goes great with cookies I think. Uh, yes yes actually <laughs> i could see it uh oh my gosh uh that part's fun actually one of the bits i really like during this scene is when we get a little further in and the samba's really going i think this is after uh aurora kisses uh donald because mm-hmm. she does eventually and then yeah. we get the scene with like the the, the like the silhouetted cockfight I love this part. That was amazing. Just like when they transition into the the shadows of the cocks and then it transitions back. It's just so smooth and perfect. It's like, oh, damn. It's almost kind of, well, I mean, it's a cock fight. So, yeah, it's violent. It's surprisingly violent suddenly. Well, the, and then the music gets, uh, feels like matches that sort of violence, too. Mm-hmm. But it's, still... it's, also, it's also them silhouetted in red. Like there's mm-hmm. red in the background, very bright red. And then completely black shadows but they still keep it in this fun light where it's like you're still like moving and you're dancing with it it's just mm-hmm. it's like simulating a cockfight it's like you see what they they're re- representing and then they come in and they're doing these kicks at each other with these symbol crashes so it feels like it feels aggressive it feels like they are fighting but it's a dance yeah it's so cool it's so cool i love this part oh, it, I mm-hmm. think it is it's definitely one of my favorite parts same oh, so good so they finally abandon the book. They finally leave Baia after they leave it shaking. The whole town, the whole port town there, shaking and dancing. <laughs> um, and uh, they come out and Jose says, with the little black magic, we get back to our regular size after Donald says, I'm a midget. You're a midget. <laughs> <laughs> because he wants to open his other present, but now he's too small. Aww. Little Donald. Jose has, certainly has no problems making himself big again. And then Donald. he's an old pro. And of course, Donald goes through some trouble trying to get big again. But, uh. And Jose just laughs at him. Because <laughs> Jose's like, oh, you're funny. Oh. Because he, again, uh, Donald is popular in Latin America and, uh, they see him as hysterical and hilarious. He's such a comedian. <laughs> Not that he has bad luck, he's just a comedian. Yep. You're so funny. He's so good. Um, but Donald eventually works it out with a little help from Jose, and he's very grateful. And then they open the Mexico. First we get the return of the soundtrack from Fantasia. Oh, that's right. Playing the line, playing guitar and uh, bass and trumpet. It's very good. And this is how we lead into... At the end of it, Donald gets pulled. I think Donald gets pulled into the soundtrack for a bit. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm, he does. Shit, he's warped around. This is this is again. I feel like the the animators must have had a ton of fun with this movie because they got to play. Oh, they got to, much like Fantasia, oh, they got to have all kinds of amazing different animation scenes, and it's very colorful. Oh yeah, you could tell they're just like being extremely creative with this. Yeah, Donald becomes a pinata, which Jose bursts with his cigar and. We meet Panchito Pistolas. Pistoles. Panchito Pistoles. He has a full name. Like a really long full name. 
Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Do you do you know his full name? I don't actually. All right, I'm gonna. I I feel like I'm going to butcher pronoun pronouncing it. You want me to try? Just show it to me, and I can try if you All want. All right, let me find it. But in the meantime, we'll let's talk a little about uh, Panchito. Let me let me find it. I'm gonna let oh. you two talk about Panchito uh, for a just second here. You can. Uh, I love the fact that Panchito comes out and immediately he's like shooting guns. It's like whoa, yeah. <laughs> dude. He is he is energetic that Panchito. Uh now I I got a question. Do you think do you see Panchito as a stereotype or or a loving caricature? <laughs> I uh I don't see him as a stereotype. Okay. For me personally, um cuz I really adore Panchito's character. And just like how they have him, just like hollering like that, that good old ranchero cry. Um, for me, is actually really endearing. Oh, okay. Just he's like... voiced by uh, Joaquin Garay, by the way, in the original. So once again, Disney's not like pulling in any white actors for these characters. Yeah, and I gotta give props to that. Okay, so um, we just sent you the name. This is this is this is his full name. Okay. <laughs> Juanito Romero Miguel Junipero? Yeah. That's that's a new one for me. Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. Tercero. Although the funny the part is his name is never mentioned in the movie. That's that's right. That's yo, you're right. Like this is Interesting. just this is just something I think it was just in the credits. Other than that, no, never said in the movie. Yeah, he never introduces himself by name. He just says, "Ah, <laughs> amigos." We are now. It is so good to see you. We are now the three caballeros, and then he's so quick to just be like, "Yes, now we are fine gentlemen together." You know that sort of thing. Now we're three gay caballeros. Three gay caballeros <laughs> and fan fiction. <laughs> I have never found any Three Caballeros fan fiction. Uh, if, if it's out there, maybe send it my way. I might be interested. <laughs> You're interested in, in some legitimately gay caballeros, I'm sure. And we get into the catchy song that gets shown in probably... the title. The title song. Yeah, we're three caballeros. We're gay caballeros. They say we are birds of a feather. I will keep going if you guys don't stop. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> we're happy amigos, no matter where he goes. The one, two, and three goes. We're always together. I remember this song from my years uh, watching as a kid, watching again the sing along <laughs> songs. We're three happy chappies in snappy serapis. You'll find us beneath our sombreros. Oh, so good. Although the imagery with this is fantastic. I mean. <laughs> Can we talk about how terrible Donald's singing voice is compared to the rest of them when they all try to go, ah, <laughs> you hear, ah. <laughs> I think the best part is at the end, and he has this long note. And then. <laughs> They're trying like, to stop him. They're just like, let's see if we can kill him, basically. <laughs> that was kind of intense because they finished with, like, Donald's got the cannon and Jose's got a freaking axe. I was like, oh, God. Where did he get these things? Oh, yeah, Jose has black magic. He pulls <laughs> stuff out of nowhere. Yeah, his umbrella even turns into, like, a, a machine gun. 
I, I, oh man, it's I, so good. I find it funny that it's like, it's like Jose just comes in with an umbrella and a um, cigar. Panchito has guns. <laughs> you know, if, if you're if you're gonna be in a fight against one of the two birds, I I would be more afraid if I was up against Jose. I, I love I, Panchito. Yeah. And and he's the tough guy, but like Jose, don't mess with Jose. Jose don't mess is the with one Jose. you really don't want to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> he he's he's the Jose they mentioned in Come a Little Bit Closer. Oh my god. <laughs> don't mess with Bad Man Jose. <laughs> no, because he'll he he will mess you up. He's got black magic on his side. He could split he could make himself a whole gang. Because he can split into four. That is true. That is true. So uh, so end of the song. Song's fantastic. Uh, it's catchy as ever. I I could sing that song too. I like how he at the end he jumps. Uh, Panchito sinks into the sombrero. Mm-hmm. It comes into a pinata, and he he jumps out and still has the need to scream. Yeah! <laughs> and that's when we learn about the pinata. Oh, we get our Christmas bit. Perfect for us talking about this in December. Yeah. Las Posadas. Uh. So is this uh, fairly true, or? Um... See, I knew you're gonna ask, and I'll be honest. Like my family, even though I'm like first generation born in the U.S., my family's really bad about like teaching me traditions from Mexico. Uh... So this was new information for me. Like pinatas have always been just a birthday thing. Um, but but lots of love for the pinata. Yes. Um, weirdly enough, I knew about this tradition. I actually, uh, I mean... This... We, when I was younger, I saw a play called La Posada Magica. Oh, really? And it was actually about a story that had to do with this tradition. Like, people coming to houses uh, doing Las Posadas. And it was about one girl's reluctance to take part in the tradition because, uh, as gets revealed later in the, in the play, uh, she's still grieving over the loss of her little brother. Um, it was a very good play, though. It was very heartwarming by the end of it. The interesting part is, um, this is the only time I've ever heard of uh, Los Posadas. Like, I've never heard it elsewhere. Really? Yeah, that's, like, I mean, I took three years of Spanish in high school, and I've, I mean, inter- I've uh, been to Mexico many, many times. And I hear about Dia de los Muertos all the time as a holiday. And um, uh, also, uh, of course, like Cinco de Mayo. But there's also, there's another Mexican Independence Day. Los Posados is not really one of them. But then it makes sense. It's a religious, like that's specifically a Catholic tradition Mm -hmm. uh, in Mexico. So Hmm. where Dia de los Muertos is for everybody. With heavy, Catholic, uh, Catholic, heavy, heavy uh, theming of Catholicism. Yeah, uh, trappings mm-hmm. of it. Uh, mm-hmm. um, what was I gonna say? Oh, can we talk about those Mary Blair illustrations again? There's really so cute, yeah. so cute. Little yeah. round children. They're, it's all done in still, but their little candles flicker. But the little children are going, doing, going to the different houses, looking for shelter. As as is just to, for explanations to ever people. It's recreating the journey of uh, Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And mm-hmm. uh, they keep they go from house to house looking for uh, shelter, and they, at each door they hear, no, no, no posadas. 
But then eventually they come to a house that lets them in, and they celebrate, and they get out the piñata. At which point, Donald finally gets to bust out his piñata. Mm-hmm. I've actually, you know, as a kid, uh, <coughs> a couple of my cousins um, and I actually had piñatas at birthday parties. I don't know if I ever did. Dude, um, as a kid, one of my proudest moments was when I hit the piñata enough that it tore off the hook. <laughs> And nice. like it landed, and kids just like swarmed over it, and I was like, "Yeah, I did that." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the best feeling when you know you 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 are the savior? Yeah, I you're guess. the one who brought a relief to the people and ended the great candy famine. <laughs> but I, but you I do I I do love how we have this like short little wholesome like here's this wholesome holiday tradition about mary and joseph now bust open that pinata so we can go look at some ladies <laughs> right and I is think... it around here that we start no it's not quite here yet it's it, we're it... starting to get to the part of the film that that irks me yeah and we're yeah. not talk, i'm not talking about the araquan bird <laughs> yeah that's so it, it's getting close to it though because, I mean, this is the part, like, uh, I mean, Pinata, it's a, it has that Donald Duck humor, like him messing up. It's a lot of fun. And then he finally uh. smacks it open. All these cool things come out. And then... Including a bowl. Including a Remember the bowl. Chekhov's bowl. <laughs> and then there's a point where you, uh, they, another book, another book situation where they're looking at scenes in Mexico. This mm-hmm. this is another nice song though, mm-hmm. just lots of nice paintings, illustrations of of Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know what got my attention, and this is also comes up later. The boats, the fishing boats on the lake with the uh, big, what look like dragonfly wings on the front. I, they're probably some sort of net or sail, but I don't know what those are. I don't know either, honestly, and I I might have to ask. I was yeah, I figured that might be something we'd all have to look into. Yeah, because... <laughs> uh, that might not be because I don't think that's just uh, something in Mexico. I think that's uh, other fishermen do that as well. Uh, after this bit, they fly off on the magic serape. <laughs> this is where uh, Panchito. This is how Panchito gets around. He yep. flies. A, basically, he has a flying carpet. And then, uh, oh, they do the uh, dancing. Oh, they go through. They go on a little aerial tour of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we get a little bit of history of uh, Mexico City, just a little bit, explaining why the the flag is the the bird uh, killing a snake. It honestly the, the whole... eagle killing a snake. This Sorry, part... I should. It's an eagle. I <laughs> credit where credit's due. They're not, they're not just any bird. It's an eagle. This whole situation is just really lovely like again it's very educational and they're flying around looking at everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was pretty cool but then it gets I think it's when they reach uh, uh, oh what's the location well I don't remember I think first they, they go to first there's like a little kind of like a Pueblo type like scene and like they're, we got some of the dancers and uh I think Panchito says, oh, this is my favorite dance. I forget what the dance was called, because I'm horrible and don't know much about my heritage. But I can blame my mom. Um, this is all your like, fault. 
that scene I, I really enjoyed where they're watching the dancing and then Panchito's even like teaching them like how the, the dance step goes and I like it step with the music and like the part that like really like stood out to me was like there's even this like lady in the background who's like flipping the tortillas she's mm-hmm. like calentando los tortillas and it's like yeah that 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 hits home for me because like when I go to visit my my grandfather he lives in a very rural area of Mexico where it's like still stone roads and like the 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 walls are still all like it's like very just like what you see in that image and it's beautiful it's very down to earth and like having like dinner cooked over a fire like that is it's making me hungry for some tortillas me too some tortillas that sounds so good. Uh, that goes the lengua. <laughs> oh, God, I'm really hungry now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <keep Carol. laughs> Alright, so we, we get different dances and songs. I will uh, I will fact check those songs as we go along. Uh, let me see if I got this right. Uh, but they're also buried, and they have lots of names that mm-hmm. I know I'm afraid to pronounce. Uh, but... Okay, so when they get to but they, so they 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 go they do that and then the next they jump to Veracruz. What's, uh, That's where it... they're they do it's another dance segment, but they're oh they yeah. visit it's like in the it's more tropical because they're on the they're basically on the uh, you know Caribbean. That's right. Okay, now I'm starting to remember. Go to Veracruz and uh, they and that this is the part where Panchito sings with the with the band. That's right. Oh yeah. And Jose plays with them too, right? Yeah. yeah, he gets the bass, and and Donald wants to join the dance with the ladies. Now here, Donald is Donald's starting to show his horn horn dogginess again, but he's not being mm-hmm. as much of a tool. So it, it gets. I think when it really starts to get on my nerves is at Alcapulco. 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 I really want to go one day. My aunt's been, and she says it's gorgeous. And my friend Mark. My friend Marcos has been, and he says it's gorgeous, and that's one of my, one of my places I want to visit next time I go to Mexico. Oh, man, I would love to go. I think I've actually been there once. Like, Acapulco? When I was really, really young, though. You know, the local Acapulco bar Acapulco. and cantina, restaurant and cantina is where I always go and get hot tortilla soup whenever you and I have, yeah. or I have a cold. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, tortilla soup is very good for you when you have a cold. I swear by it. Uh, <laughs> but Alcapulco takes place at the beach, and then there's all these ladies there, and Donald just turns into such a... Jose describes him as a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when when they're, like, flying around on the Serapa, and, like, they turn into, like, a, a fighter plane, and they're, like, shooting at the girls, I'm like, this is turning into some harassment. Like, yeah. I've turned it, like dial it back yeah this is getting weird like when they fly and they're making the wind and blowing all the umbrellas over and the girls are running and i'm like can can you not this is you guys not be a bunch of this this isn't jose jose come on you're better than this like donald clearly is in the wrong and okay Mm -hmm. maybe i wouldn't put it past panchito but you jose Jose, you're a gentleman. I think, okay, I will forgive Panchito and Jose because they, they at least stopped at some point and they're just sitting up in the serape. And, but Donald dives down and he's just 
flirting with all the ladies. And... He's, he's got a blindfold on. He's just stumbling around. He's calling them toots. And... He calls them toots oh, man. way too many My times. little enchilada. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. even catch that. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's in Donald's voice, so most of it sounds like gobbledygook. Yeah. I mean, like, you'd think they would have stepped in, but they're mostly laughing at Donald's expense because they're like, look at him. He's being an idiot. See, Look at him lose himself over all these ladies down there. It's it's at this point where, <clears throat> like, as it continues, it gets into territory that I half love, but I also hate. Because um, then we, because we eventually, after Acapulco, it gets into this sort of trippy scene, I want to say. Yeah, oh, yeah it's so, actually a little weird. Yeah. Well, they fly back, and ultimately what happens is Donald ends up kissing Jose. <laughs> Gets really disappointed. I, I mean, he shouldn't be that disappointed. And then we jump ahead to, you know, local nightlife. Oh, we get we start the trippy scene. We get You Belong to My Heart. Yeah, and this one... With Dora Luz. Who, uh, Luz. Yeah. Uh, who's singing, and... Her head is surrounded by little sparkles. Uh, (laughs) Floating in space. Now, anyone who knows me knows I love uh, surreal moments. Like, like, when something feels surreal, or has, like, something that feels out of place, is like, whoa! I love it. I mean, I I mentioned, like, my... I want to say my favorite scene in Dumbo is Pink Elephants on Parade. And we get this here, like, there's a lot of surreal moments here, but it's all surrounding around Donald's lust. And I hate that. I I don't like that. Because it's like, why are we... Because this isn't cute anymore. This is creepy. Yeah. Also, Donald, you have a girlfriend. Her name is Daisy. Like, my mind immediately went to that, like, illustration of, like, Donald and Daisy at this, like, tree, and he's, like, carved their name into it, but on the other side of the tree, it's, like, Daisy and, like, all these other other guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Daisy's, Daisy's, I'm sure Daisy's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. They, you know, they probably, they, they probably have an open relationship. They probably are okay with seeing other <laughs> But the is problem that, is, is that in your fan fiction, David? Well, here's my thought. Daisy's really good at it. Donald's really bad at it. And that infuriates yeah. Donald. Like he can't he can't find another 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 girl. I mean, there's this one great scene that that happens later in on uh not too long after in this movie where uh that involves like a cat like cactus or cacti and um <clears throat> this woman, this woman dresses a cowboy. Is that after whatever. Dora's head ends up in the flower? Yeah. And then, but it's again, it's all ruined by the fact Donald's basically finding ways to hook up with her. I I don't like this Donald. I really don't like this Donald. We also we get these weird moments where he's like trying to close in on this flower, and then all of a sudden. Uh, weird, surreal versions of Jose and Panchito pop up and keep interrupting him, and it gets nightmarish. Again, surreal yeah, like moments. The, like the part where it's like it's even it's the three of them, and it's like 
lady actual lady woman legs and but then it's like the feathers in their head sticking up at the top like i was like what is going on i was or, like donald again did you sample something that's also very well established in mexico but we don't talk about <laughs> you know what oh my god see, see, <laughs> the, the, the part that's surreal for me is where they're on like the pantomime horse but it's got the real ladies legs they jump off yeah. and then the disembodied legs walk away See, uh, I would love surreal scenes by like this, but it's all surrounded by something that I'm not fond of, and then that this this whole part is just it, uncomfortable. It's, it's weird. It's I, I it was my least favorite part too. Like I almost wish they had brought the Arkan bird back. Like <laughs> I did. I yeah. um, I want that more honestly than than what we got. I, I think it actually would have been cute if it was like if it maybe they wanted you know okay Don- Donald likes the ladies fine. I will not judge him on that. But if it was like him and the Arakan bird was the one who kept interrupting him, that would have been pr- kind of funny. I would have been okay with that. Does the Ar- even here the Arakan bird doesn't pop up, does he? No. No, There's... he's he's we've already said our goodbyes to him. This would have been ideal timing for the Arakan bird to interrupt Donald, you know? But it's, no, mm-hmm. it's 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 his it's his buddies. So much for the three caballeros. Uh <laughs> So then uh but then we get introduced to uh, Carmen Molina. Is that that's the woman? She's the woman who's dancing. Oh, that dressed as a cowgirl um, with the cacti. Yeah, there's a whole bit in this whole surreal <sighs> moment where yeah, she first she's a flower, dancing around, and then we get her in, with the cacti and she's dressed in that in that outfit. It, it's uh, more of like a mariachi outfit than cowboy. Yeah, mariachi. Yeah, that's more correct. Apparently, the song playing in the the song here was a trademark song of the Mexican Revolution. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I pronounce this right. Jesucito and Chihuahua is the name of the song. Uh, there actually is a city in Mexico called Chihuahua. There's the Chihuahua Desert. That's true. Oh, that would probably make. That's where um. The Huichal tribe often goes for uh, peyote vision quests. Now, the, again, this scene is actually really good, and it's actually very interesting. I like the combination and all that. But we just, this is right after we had this whole horrible trip with Donald that I really So th- I feel like this is still part of the trip. I do, too, because then she, she turns into a cactus at the end. That's true. She starts out as a cactus at the beginning, too, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, she does. Yeah. This was bizarre, and like at, at this point, I'm already kind of like burnt out by what's already happened during this scene. And then we get, and then but I love this part because like the uh, this is where I feel like the the animation, the combination of live action and animation is really sophisticated because you got the cacti moving from foreground to background to foreground to background pretty seamlessly. It, it's just placed in a bad, like it's between weird trippy trip out. And then after that, it's, like, interrupted by, um, Toro, Toro! Oh, the bit with, uh... Donald is... Oh, we're talking about the, the finale at this point, right? Yeah, that, it's mm-hmm. between those two things, and it just feels... It just feels misplaced. If... I feel... I think that scene, uh, with the, um, mariachi girl and the cacti is very fitting in this, um, movie... It just feels it's put in a weird place. Karma Molina does a great job in this bit. It's oh just, yeah, it's just again mm-hmm. this by the Donald's Reverie part point of the movie. I'm already just kind of like, can can we can we be done? Yeah. 
Can we I go think back? Donald, to- uh, Donald's partied a little too hard. It's time <laughs> to take him home. Donald, Donald his hit. Donald definitely went to the Chihuahua Desert for some peyote. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's now in the bull and he's bullfighting with Panchito, and this is kind of fun because it's back to their antics. Yeah, that part I did enjoy. Yeah, I'm glad it. I'm glad it did end on like the three of them, and not like Donald chasing some girl off screen or something. Same. It well it should be because it's it's ostensibly, even though we're a good ways in the movie, it's supposed to be about their new camaraderie, right? Mm-hmm. Even though we haven't spent that much time with Panchito, it's been mostly Jose and Donald for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this part's good, and I also. I love how Jose continues to use his multiple, his splitting power to turn into the audience cheering on Panchito. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's firecrackers in this bowl outfit that Donald's wearing and they get set off and Donald almost explodes. <laughs> I like that it ends with the uh, in with it saying the end, but it, is, it says fiend in Spanish and then fiend in Portuguese and then the end in English. It's like, oh Yeah. And Even then with, like, the flag colors for each country. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. This really does mm-hmm. feel like the end result of that Goodwill trip, because it does feel like a Goodwill piece, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking the whole time, like, the, the other than the bits with Donald, like, I feel like most of the time the film is pretty respectful of the, uh, the you know, the, the cultures it's drawing from, you know? Now, uh, I, I'm at this point, I would like to say what, um, uh, the thoughts were. It definitely got mixed reviews. Um, it actually had a disappointing box office. I mean, they made enough to cover the costs, but not enough for basically Disney to say, yeah, this was a hit. They basically just... Fair to Midland. Yeah, but then not only that, uh, a lot of the critics at the time says it's very flashy and not really artistry, which... I agree at the end, at least. Yeah. You can and, tell us yeah. the animators going nuts, just like, yeah, let's just do all this crazy stuff. But uh, here's the thing, too. They really didn't like the sexual dynamics. Like, they were like... Oh, good. Why? We're not the only ones. Well, I think... <laughs> and I mean, this is 1944 as well. And they're saying Donald Duck is lusting after women, not just, like, ducks, either. It's <laughs> human women, and I think that made them uncomfortable. Uh, although, nowadays, people see it as actually quite, ma- uh, like, basically a masterpiece, because it... All you have to do is look at that that sec- that Bahia song um, it, it and act- recognize that it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it has 88% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, again, I can see at the time what, where they were coming from, especially it's 1944, and they're just like, this is a bit too flashy. Yeah. So Little Amigos uh, definitely had more substance mm-hmm. in terms of, like, learning and such. Um, where this, there was, there was, you were learned a lot, but I have to admit, I do like this much more than Saludos Amigos in terms of like the animation, the color and all that. Just that one part with Donald Duck is the only thing I really hate and the Arukan bird. But other than that, it's the movie is I don't even hate the Ar- I still don't hate the Arukan. Yeah, well, I'll I'll give I'll give the Arukan bird a lot of hate or a lot of just Am I allowed to curse on this? <laughs> um, um, I'll, I will censor it. A lot of shade. 
um, but I don't hate it. Because, um, like I said, I would have preferred like him popping up again versus like the weird trippy sequence that we got with Donald. Um, I don't too much like hate the scene where he's like chasing the girls around the beach because because it, it was kind of fun to see like like the the part where they're throwing him up in the air with the towel. Oh, that was cool. Just like the timing of like him landing in the towel and like the towel actually like physically being pulled down. Like that was that was really well done and I did kind of enjoy like the animation like mixing with the live action. That was cool to watch, but I think it went on too long and yeah, the, then afterwards it just kind of kept going down. Well, I mean, and, you know, I hadn't thought about that too, but at least by that point the girls are part of it too and they're kind of playing with donald yeah they're like making fun of him too yeah oh they so are i don't i don't that part so it doesn't bother me too much that because the girls are like oh we put up with this all the time and you (laughs) know they're having their fun with him too it is the 1940s and you know (laughs) but yeah um i i really i really like this movie i really appreciate Mm. it it for what it is and uh, like I said, that Baia scene just just sticks oh, with me. It is astounding. Normally, I when I do this show, I when we when I edit this, I try to put in the the you've probably noticed this. I like to put in the opening and ending songs from the soundtrack to kind of bookend this. But I think it's fitting. I think I'd rather close out with the closing strains of Baia. Please do for this one. Please mm-hmm. do. I think I'm gonna do that. So, um, uh, well, this has been great. Uh, Sage, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this Thanks. that you, you honestly you provided a lot of insight, and it, I always love talking with a Disney fan. So, yes, I actually w- earlier when you mentioned like, although this is a Disney podcast, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to be on a Disney podcast, and I didn't realize it until you said it that I was like, "Oh, I'm like crossing something off my bucket list." So thank <laughs> you guys. I'm like, I'm really glad I was, I got to be here. And like, I don't often get to talk about like my love for Disney aside when when it's with you guys. So this was fun. Well, uh, another one we did promise you to be on since uh, you can do uh, Little Amigos is you will. We would love for you to join us for Lilo and Stitch. Yes. <laughs> there are exactly 11 stitches in my room in like different <laughs> forms. <laughs> well, we'd be yeah, definitely. We would I'd I'd be I'd love to have you on the show again. I would love to be back. Thank you guys. Oh, you're welcome. Uh Hey, where can people uh, find you if they want to listen to the stuff you do? Oh my god, good question. Um, I am one of the hosts and creators for the Witching Hour podcast. You can find that at creativehorror.com. I'm also on Darkly Lit with the both of you and our friend C.F. Comer, which you can also find on Um, creativehorror.com. My main projects are there. Definitely go there. Go there, please. Please go there. There will be uh, there will be links in the description. So uh, our next movie we're gonna touch upon is Make Mine Music, the third package film. Oh boy! And this one comes out actually in 1946. 46, eh? Mm-hmm. Two years right. later. Remember, if you have any questions for us, or you want to get some thoughts or comments in, anything you want to touch on for the next film. Remember, we do these once a month, so please feel free to contact us. You can reach our Twitter at AnnaMusingsPod. Uh, you can email us at AnnaMusingsPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on uh, Facebook. Do we have Facebook? 
I always forget. Oh, well, those are the better ways. I mean, who uses Facebook anymore? I don't. <laughs> no, it's not true. I use it for a bunch of the other shows I do. And hey, uh, thank you again for listening and spending some time with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, this run through. Uh, we have ended our Goodwill tour along with Walt. Oh, uh, for further uh, suggested viewing, um, I found out about this while researching this film. There is a there was a 2008 documentary that was made called Walt and El Grupo, and uh, it was actually a, a, the story. It's actually the story of uh, Walt and the animators taking that trip and what it meant. So uh, Caitlin and I are going to definitely be looking into that. Uh, that sounds cool. Uh, it sounds pretty. It sounds exciting. I would. I would love to hear more about the details of that story. Uh, apparently, so uh, yeah. Just uh, further homework if you're curious about the process behind both Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. You can look up uh, Walt and El Grupo. Um, but yes, thank you for listening. And uh, everybody, face the door. Well, the trick is, we're gonna make you all disappear. <laughs> I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite. Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.